welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Nice to see you. Had a good uh, uh, friend of mine, Becky. Um, she did this tattoo. She's very gifted and she loves Jesus. What a great combination. Um, she messaged me the other day about her son who slipped at daycare and, and his tooth next to the front tooth got wedged up so you couldn't see it, which is just no good on any level. Um, <laughs> I told Lee and she's like, stop, stop talking. Um, she doesn't handle that. But anyway, she messaged me um, for prayer. She, she first explained her approach, which was brilliant, um, really the, the, the doctor said that they have to remove it because it'll impede the other tooth. And, and so she's just in a bit of like, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but, but God, I know, you know, my testimonies, my, my history with him, prophesied, do it again, because it's his nature to do so, because he's good and he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And the, the word for testimony means to repeat um, because it is his character and nature to do it again. Um, and which is just good news yeah. of great joy. Uh, and and uh, she messaged me and I said, hey, yeah, yeah, believing with you, um, declaring to straighten. And the girl, a couple of the ladies who are here, Nolene and Judy, were just praying for over our church and I messaged them, um, hey, Siri, send this message. And, uh, and then as I pulled around the corner, they were here as well and I thought, that's cool. And then I messaged her and I just said, hey, can I come and pray? I believe in text prayers. I believe in all kinds of prayers, other country prayers, because God's present everywhere. Um, that's great. But I just there's something about the laying on of hands. There's something, something powerful about it. Um, that's a whole other teaching of why. But um, so anyway, I I just asked her, and she said, "Oh, you have to do that." I said, "I know. I know. I don't have to." Um, and she goes, "I'm just nearby. I'll come to church." So he they brought him up here and. Took him into creation. I'm just talking to him and playing, and and because you change your prayer a bit when it's a two-year-old. So just trying to put my hand on him. He doesn't know me. He's like shrugging me off, and, and I'm like, okay, that's okay. And I'm like, hey, show me your car. And we go an aeroplane. I'm like, tooth straighten in Jesus' name, but not like that. But just so a bit tone. The tone changed because we want to appropriate our prayers for him to make him comfortable. It was just really cool. And um, I'll I'll try and get the picture up next week, but. Um, Becky message and, and she started she felt God was really encouraging her about hope um, and how it was a big deal for her but that that there's hope and hope's not I wish this happens it's kind of like we'll just see how we go it's, it's a confident eager joyful expectation of good um, which is anchored in a person not an outcome when it's anchored in a person we can have hope but if it's anchored in an outcome it's like well where does it land where's my anchor and I love that scripture in Job it says um, having hope will give me courage Having hope gives me courage. So there was a bit of trauma and craziness through there, but God spoke hope, which gives her courage as this firm foundation for her to believe and act and move and do and say and pray, which, which just set her up and her family and then coming here and, and just us partnering, the girls praying and, and me praying and laying hands in a team effort. And, and the, the day before, there was no tooth and it was black, and, and the day after, like, half, I'll say a quarter of the tooth is visible now coming down. Wow. Come on, yeah. So that's just, that's just good, yeah, yeah. 
Just be the first person to cheer. And if you're all the first person to cheer, we're all cheering at the same time. So good. Um, Brilliant. 28 minutes. There is no chance. I'm not sure about you, but um, (laughs) there's a constant swirl in my head. I'm not sure about you. For me, there's a constant swirl. And I've realised this year that that swirl might be larger than other people's because my brain never shuts off and it's always, it's like a motor that never runs out. The, the battery never leaves or turns off. It's the Energizer Bunny non-stop. And it's an absolute strength and asset, but it's also a disorder and a weakness. And I've just learnt, oh, I haven't learnt, I'm learning, <laughs> I'm learning meaning I have learned some things, but I'm in the process of, I'm learning how to manage it, how to submit it to the Lord, but not just prayer land, but into practical, yeah. what I need to build around my life to understand and to um, look after all the people, look after me so I can manage and, um, and live a healthy and whole life that sees his kingdom come and his will be done and, and all the stuff we want to see. So I'm not sure about you, but I've, I've got a constant swirl and it's, it's non-stop and I've spoken about lists before which we have. I won't go too much into them but pretty much in every area of your life there's a full list. Of, you just pick your house, go house list and then you just go practical, um, even p- parental responsibilities which turns into connection with your kids and how they perceive your discipline how, how they um, receive from you, how, how their growth is going, your full list of responsibilities with parenting, your full exhaustive list of spouse connection and what you bring to that table and how you show her love and how she shows me love and not necessarily how she gives love and is comfortable with it, but how I receive it best or she receives it best. And that's a full, fat, massive list. Just with the spouse list, there's 50 things on it. With the kids, there's 50 things on it. And then the responsibilities of bills. That's real, huh? Putting the bins out. Like weeding the garden, fertilising the lawn, buying more cactus. Another purchase last week. Let's go, let's go, let's go. But it doesn't matter what it is. Then we go into work and we've got a full list of work. The boss, the person, the responsibilities, the KPIs, the, 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 the contract, the salary, what it includes, the dynamics with the, the levels of leadership, the, the work colleagues, the commute, the bus, the tram, the car, the walk, the ride, whatever it is, it's a full list. It doesn't matter if it's just a neural pathway and a brain track that you just lock into because of patterns and habits, but it's still conscious. It's still something you've got to think about. You add food to the list. You add exercise to the list. You add sleep to the list. You add entertainment to the list. All of these things have a long list attached to it of, of things that we do. And we had the kingdom of God and the promises and the prophecies and the testimonies and the scriptures and the verses and the, and the understanding. And that's a whole other world of, do I believe this? Have I experienced this? This is hard. I haven't had breakthrough. I have here, but I haven't there. But I have here and I haven't there. So how do I, how do I 
live in tension with the Scriptures and His truth and what He's promised and what's available, and that's in your head too. And then the dreams and the desires that you have for your life, massive list. The disappointments, the trauma, the tragedy, the pain, the what if is another list. We could go on and on for the next hour about our lists and name a thousand things that are in your head. Not all at the same time, because you can only have one thought at a time. But it's constant. And I want to encourage us. I want to bring courage to us today. God wants to bring courage to us today. Encouragement, to impart courage. Having hope gives us courage. So just in the swirl of life, the mind, the, the brain, the gift, the, the wiring that he put together, it's not just a natural evil thing, our brain, our mind. It's part of our soul. And it needs renewing. It needs us to embrace and understand and, and value it and its role in our life with everything we've got to do because many things, most things first start with a thought. Prophecy starts with a thought. You want to know how to prophesy? Start thinking. God is awesome, pleasing, encouraging, life-giving. Devil, bad, negative, confusing. Have a thought. If it's not that, don't say it. So if it's not that, don't say it. Everything starts with a thought. And I just want to, I want to share today, ramble a little, if that's okay. Permission to ramble? I'm discovering I'm best rambling. This season anyway. The swirl this week around messages was insane. But I landed on this verse. Romans 12, therefore I urge you, brethren. Hey, don't let familiarity creep in now, yeah? Kick that away. Therefore I urge you, brethren, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God. Yeah, turn to Romans 12 if you want to do that quick. Um, I'm going to be finished by the time you get there. Um, (laughs) Romans 12, 22 minutes. What a joke. Okay, is that a challenge? Let's go. Fire hydrant. Uh, Romans 12, chapter 1. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Verse 2 is the one we're looking at today from the New American Standard Bible only. So if you have another Bible, throw it out the window. No. I'm joking. Relax. Relax. And do not be conformed to the world. Other translations do say to the pattern of this world, which we will use, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove the will of God. Prove the will of God is that which is good, acceptable and perfect. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. Other translations say pleasing and perfect. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is perfect and pleasing. Awesome. So we're going to look at the New American, New American Standard Translation because there's a word in there that's key for us. But do not 
conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. So the swirl and the lists, we've got to be careful that we, with all of that, then just don't conform and get sucked into the pattern of the world. It's super challenging because we're, we're, we're in it and we want to be involved in it. We don't want to just pray, escape, Jesus, come back, hurry up. No, it's a selfish, weird prayer because there's so much to be done and there's so much in you and on you to be done. There's so much life for you to give to people who don't know him. There's, there's just an exhaustive list of, of much to be done. We look around and we go, yeah, there's so much to be done. And guess what? You are part of the solution. You are the answer to most of your prayers. He wants to use you in your prayer. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. There's patterns. The world has patterns of thinking, of doing, and the kingdom has patterns. The, the kingdom thinking and kingdom doing and kingdom um, moving is completely different to how the world views things, the, the patterns of the world. You look at the kingdom and giving naturally means you lose and you no longer have, but in the kingdom, giving, you get. It's an upside-down system. It's an upside-down pattern. Love your enemies doesn't make sense, but there's something that happens when we do for them and for you and for him. Peace in the middle of chaos. Dictionary meaning for peace is in the absence of war. Kingdom peace, Bible peace, God covenant name peace. Jehovah um, Shalom, the Lord our peace, means in the middle of chaos. It's a different pattern. It's a different system. I love it. So we've got to be careful. Paul's saying, hey, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Be transformed. So at the cross, we know that our spirits were born again when we said yes to Jesus. We became alive. We're not going through that identity message. We've hit that a lot this year. Over the last 10 years, might hit it heaps. We've hit it heaps. Identity. We become the righteousness of Christ. We're now one with him. Separation is now an illusion. Our identity, our salvation, secure. Be transformed. What's he talking about? Our spirit can't be transformed post-salvation because it was at salvation. So our spirit is alive and perfect. Full access to God. It's the immaterial part of us that connects to God. We can connect with God. We can feel Him. He can touch our mind and our heart and our soul, of course, and we feel Him on our body. But the, the part that connects to God, that's one with God, is our spirit, spirit, soul, and body. But the swirl in our mind, where does that fit in? Be transformed. What's Paul saying? He, well, we know because he said, by the renewing of our mind. How do we get transformed? The context here is post-salvation. Because the salvation deal is once our spirit is alive, done. Yeah. Done. Dead to sin. Romans 5 and 6 and 7 and 8. We're dead to sin, alive in Christ. No longer have a sinful nature. Read Romans 5, 6, 7 and 8. We're alive to Christ. Our spirit is alive. We're now one with him. Be transformed. Why, how? By the renewing of our mind. What's he talking about? He's talking about our mind, our soul, the intellect, the emotions, the mind, the brain. Be transformed. Why? Because it was corrupted. It was dead before because of the fall. 
but our spirit was resurrected into life, co-crucified, co-crucified, co-sorry, co-buried, co-resurrected, co-crucified. Oh my gosh. Co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected. Be transformed though. Be transformed though. The list in our life, be transformed. The list of mess, the list of weakness, the the list of challenges, the the list of, of thinking according to the pattern of the world. Paul's saying, hey, be transformed. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of the mind. This is an incredible encouragement to us because he answers the question straight away. Be transformed. Let's just go back to that. Be transformed by the renewing of the mind. You okay? Transformation in the Greek is the, uh, in the Greek is the word metamorpho. It means to change into another form. Mm. We see this when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up to the mountain. It's not called the Mount of Transfiguration. <laughs> we, anyway, um, they went up to a mountain where Jesus was transfigured. <laughs> it's the same word, metamorpho. He was transfigured. His face shone like the sun, and his garments became like lightning. Bible translators say that Jesus became otherworldly before them. He was the son of man, but he became otherworldly in their presence. And Peter freaked out and wanted to build shelters and Elijah and Moses there, and it was a big scene. (laughs) But then we see again that the father says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased, the second time that that happened. Metamorpho is where we get the word metamorphosis. You know this which is the butterfly to caterpillar. Remember, this word means to change into another form. That's what Paul's saying. And he's not talking about your spirit. He's talking about your brain, your mind, your emotions. He's like, hey, be transformed. That part of you, your spirit's alive. I taught about that in Romans 5, 6, 7 and 8. And now in verse 12, I'm hitting your soul. I'm hitting your mind because everything we want to do in life is going to be filtered through the mind. Butterfly to caterpillar. The Greek word for transformation, metamorpho, is also the origin of our English word metamorphosis, which is generally a scientific word used to describe the complete change of form, substance or structure. Metamorphosis is what a caterpillar undergoes when it becomes a butterfly. The change is so complete that once it is finished, the butterfly can no longer return to being a caterpillar. This is what Paul is meaning when he says, be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. We've hit mind a little bit. I've explained that it's a soul thing, that our spirit is not to be transformed. Why? Why our mind? 
God loves free will. He loves choice. He doesn't want robots. He's not into magic. He loves watching the character and the process of us believing what he's like and how he sees us and going on a journey with him, with what he deposited in us, his spirit, that we're now one with him and he gets to watch that process and be invested and involved in watching his kids believe and do. Would I have done it different? Perhaps, but I'm not him. Is it challenging? Is it tough? Yeah, it is. Is there great momentum that kicks in and we, and, we, and, we, and, we, and we hit new levels? Yes. Do we need encouragement around us from people? Yes. Do we need support and love and for, for the perseverance? Yes. Do we need church? Yes. Do we need him? Yes. Do we need time with him? Yes. We need all this stuff for the journey because it's tough. But why, do we, why does it need to be renewed? Because we've got memory. Because we've got learnt behaviour. Because we've got habits. Because we've got brain tracks, neural pathways. Let's hit a little bit of this. I can't just quote neural pathway stuff. A neural pathway is a series of connected neurons that send signals from one part of the brain to another. These neural pathways are the foundation of our habits, how we act in addition to how we think and feel. When we focus on gratefulness and positive thoughts, we strengthen the pathways in our brain to feel happy. And it's true that when we focus on pain and trauma, similar happens. Like a physical pathway on the ground, if you keep going over the same route, it becomes a habit. You've seen that corner block on the way to school when the kids cut the block. There's a section of dirt and the weeds are high either side. You've seen it. It's the exact, I won't say exact, that's silly. It's like your brain. Like a physical pathway on the ground, if you keep going over the same route, it becomes a habit. You probably have, have a set route that you take on the, oh, on the way to the local shop. Yeah, I just said that. Habits are the same. By always reaching for a bar of chocolate when you feel low or a drink to lessen the feelings of anxiety, you are creating a pathway in the brain. This means that like your walk to the shop or to school, you automatically follow the same route. You're feeling down, so your brain goes along the path to the chocolate bar. It's addiction, it's, it's what happens. The mind, the brain. Paul says, be transformed. How? The renewing of the mind. It's not a cognitive process. It's not a natural process. It's not a wise or sensible process. It's a supernatural process. We're talking about a physiological thing, but it's been fashioned and formed by God with brilliance. With, 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 oh, I know how brilliant I am. I'm discovering the gold that he's put in my mind. And I'm learning that there's weakness there as well. But the, the brain is supernatural. So we are not talking about a be transformed by the ring of your mind with a whole bunch of willpower and some skill set stuff. Yes to all that. But it's a supernatural deal. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind is not work harder. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
metamorpho, a change of form. Now, I really feel that one of the keys to the renewed mind is repentance. Some of you have heard this a lot. Some of you haven't heard it. But we're, 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 we're starting to descend. But a key to renewing your mind, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's a key for us today to renew our mind? And it's the word repentance. Repentance is the Greek word metanoia. And it means a change of mind, repentance, the state of changing any or all of the elements composing of one's life, attitude, thoughts, and behaviours concerning the demands of God for right living. Note that this state can refer to the foundational salvation events in Christ or an ongoing repentance or the ongoing repentance in the Christian life. Pre-salvation, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, which His grace appears to us, the kindness of God, which gives you the ability to believe and change the way that you think about Jesus to receive Him. Great. Spirit alive, perfect. Then we move on to this journey of encounter, this journey of seeing Him rightly, this journey of face-to-face, this journey of coming close, this journey of knowing that we're one with Him. This is this repentance journey. We can't do it from a distance. Repentance isn't just, I'm sorry. Repentance is a change of the way that we think, which affects our behaviour, our decision-making, our thought life, and overflows into our life, which we see with all the people around us that are affected by the light of the world being us. Repentance is the key to renewing our mind. Repentance is the ongoing key to life in the kingdom. And true repentance is not possible without encountering God because it's about seeing Him rightly. It's about acknowledging the gap between He thinks and we think and asking Him to help us on our journey of believing. So we've got these two Greek words. If Mitch could come up, that'd be fabulous. We've got these two Greek words, metamorpho and metanoia. And they're absolutely connected. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the key to renewing the mind is to change the mind. And the word for change the mind is metanoia, which means to repent. So this be transformed and the key to being transformed is the mind being renewed, but the key to the mind being renewed is to repent and repent is to come close with God, have an encounter with his nature and character and what he's like and how he thinks and have that overflow into us and we take time to absorb, embrace, believe and then start to apply and acknowledge the supernatural process of developing new neural, neural pathways that, like Paul said, hey, if you guys have got some thoughts, think about what's excellent and pleasing and perfect and noble and thanksgiving. These two Greek words, metamorpho and metanoia. Do you want to know what the word meta means at the start? These two Greek words are made up of two Greek words, metamorpho, metanoia. But what does meta mean? 
Med is a key for us. You know what it means? Being with. So we're transformed by being with. We, we, we go on this repentance journey and we, we have the ability to repent because of kindness. But it's a result of being with. Because we've absolutely botched the word repent over the last 200 years. And we've made it a harsh word. Not a harsh word. Not a harsh word. It's a kind invitation. It's a kind invitation. We just, we, we, we use the word according to how we think we should be treated because we know us at our worst. And He sees us and He's never had a bad thought. Doesn't make sense. I've had a stinker week this week. Stinker. Doesn't change how he sees me and what I'm qualified to and for. Meta. I just want to add this one in. We're changed by being with. Our mind is changed by being with. The, the word for prayer is pros UK. Pros UK. The word pros is to, to be with. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. That word with is pros, P-R-O-S, being with God. It means face to face. The word UK is I give my life to you, God, like a vow. We don't make vows, but like a vow. So the word prayer combined is I'm, I'm giving you my life. Romans 12, 1. My body is a living sacrifice. I'm, I'm giving you my life. It's no longer I that live, but it's you who live through me. I don't just have the face, uh, the faith. I don't have faith in Christ. I have the faith of Christ. with Him. So I come and I lay my life there and I give it to Him. I give up. This church is going to be way easier to lead if we just continually just give up. Every, every Sunday, just give up. Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean we don't lead. It doesn't mean we, we don't lead. But the more we give up, the easier it's going to be. And I think that's the same for us. The more we just give up. And that's not give up throw it in it's just let the one who's already in you live is that okay can you jump on the chorus of um uh, whatever that song was before that I was being weird to or Baldwin just that chorus and just rip it because there's presence on it
need to sow that part another time. Because it's another half an hour. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it hits this big thing, so that. So the last three points were for this, so that. What's the point? So that. Let's hit it now. So that. What's the point? So that. What's the point? So that. Why be transformed? So that. Why by the renewing of your mind? So that. You can prove the will of God. So that when I get a phone call about a kid who's toothed up in the air, I've gone on the, the transformed journey, the renewed mind journey, so that I can prove the will of God. It's not approve. You read NIV, it's approve. It's a, a concurring. It's a, I agree with. The, the New American is right and it's prove. It's doing the will of God. My food is to do the will of the Father. It's the doing of the will. You aren't in the will, you're in Christ. We do the will of God, which is His heart's desire and purpose for the earth this side of eternity. Why be transformed? What's the point? So that when you get a call from your friend who has cancer, you can prove the will of God, which is no cancer. Because Jesus set the model and the standard of what this is meant to look like, and it's heaven on earth. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry. I didn't say it. Jesus was clear. Your kingdom come. The king's domain, the rule, the authority, everything that's pleasing and perfect, every covenant name, every fruit of the Spirit, everything that He is, His kingdom and His will, His heart's desire, everything in His heart, His character, His nature, His dreams, His desires. I want that done on earth as it is in heaven. If it was new earth, one day, one day, thousand years from now, he would have said it. He didn't say new earth. He said on earth as it is in heaven. Be transformed. Let's stand. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Why? So that you can prove the will of God. What does that mean? You're proving that He's real. You're not just talking about healing, you're proving and doing it. You're not just talking about a kind God, you're demonstrating kindness to people. You're not just talking about generosity, you're doing it, you're proving the will of God. His heart's desire is to be generous to you and His heart's desire is that you tag, you're it, you be generous to others. Yeah. And the struggle is real. The swirl in our minds is real. But you know what happens just before the butterfly starts to exit, uh, the caterpillar starts to exit, the cocoon, the struggle actually releases a whole bunch of goodness, scientific words, that actually cause it to fly. Without the struggle, it's this stuff, 
sorry, is not released into its wings and it could not fly. I'll get some better understanding around that next week for you. But look it up, it's phenomenal. So the swirl in our minds, looping back to the start, the struggle, it is necessary if we've embraced the renewed mind process of kindness leading us to repentance, which is ongoing encounters to bridge the gap with how He thinks and we think. The struggle is necessary if we've allowed that beautiful process. If we don't understand the process, then the struggle's the struggle. And we just want to get out of the struggle and we don't learn and grow from it. But the purpose of the struggle is an upgrade. That's why Paul says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because it's going to test your faith and you are going to be perfect, complete and lacking nothing. Romans 5, we exult in tribulations also because we know that it's going to prove and test our character. It's building faith that's persevering and it changes us. So the struggle is necessary. The struggle causes us to fly. So Jesus, yeah, go for it, Mitch. Thank you. Why don't you just... You don't, I don't have to hear you talk, but why don't you just talk to him? There's a lot in that. Yes, God. Come on, you might just want to give yourself over to him again. all the commands, all the encouragement, all the suggestions, a few suggestions in there. Remember Paul says, me, not God says. All the, all the encouragement for change is absolutely 
in the context of the renewed mind. All the things that are possible for us to live like, like walking into a room and literally releasing peace into the room starts with the renewed mind. Because if you don't believe it, you can't do it. And he's not whipping you to believe it. He loves the process of you discovering that it's real and practicing with him and bridging the gap. But all the beliefs, all the cultures, the raising the dead, which is absolute green light, it's a renewed mind process. And it doesn't all just happen magically on one Sunday morning. It is an absolute process that requires time and hearing the Lord's voice on which one when. You can't do dead raising, peace releasing, multiplying food, being kind to your neighbours, having a wholesome, whole, healthy, safe marriage where your kids thrive all at once. So what's he saying? I'm going to close. We love you, Jesus. The prayer team's going to come forward. Some of you need to come forward. A, to get over just not coming forward. (laughs) Um, And B, you need prayer and encouragement around this. And you might just say, I don't know what to pray for, but something's happening in my heart. And they'll pray and prophesy and speak life and encourage. So if the prayer team can come forward, any leaders that aren't on and feel to be on, just come up front and centre. That'd be fabulous. The cafe is going to be beaming and bursting with goodness for connection time. But I'd love to just make this an opportunity now for, for, for you guys to respond. And anyone in the team that wants to respond, you be a receiver. But this is open now as we just close out and the cafe is happening. And next week is going to be really awesome. We'd absolutely love you to be here. That would be special if you're here. Tell your friends and neighbours. Let's pack it out. Theme Sunday, but... I won't keep rambling. Jesus is great. So are you. Have a great day.